The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Fifteen, good lord, who'd have thunk it? Um, we've flown through the season. As per usual, you're here again. I'm a bit of a habit. It's rocking. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, pal. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back. Too bad, not too bad. Buoyed by, <laughs> buoyed by another Eagles victory, I think. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm enjoying. Feels it good, man. Feels good. It's nice to sit down on a, a Sunday evening. And not particularly have to worry at all about the uh, about the game. Oh, a bit of cockiness there. Yeah, we're, def- we're definitely losing this week. And against your Chicago Bears. Um, Shout out, Keith. They're not, my, they're, not, they're not my Chicago Bears, but by God, I love Justin Fields. Um, yeah, look, it was a lot to get through this week, as per usual. The, uh, the week 14 recap, fifth and goal, and then obviously a preview ahead the weekend that is week 15 but without much further ado i'll get us started on the week 14 recap week 14 recap now so i suppose it wouldn't be a, a recap without a little stat so most receiving yards in a game this season the first wide receiver on the list is justin jefferson with 223 yards mm. and the second wide receiver on the list is also Justin Jefferson with 193 yards he's some man what that man has done this season has been phenomenal he's making people doubt their opinion on Kirk Cousins yes that is um, a it's a dangerous a thing when when you start to have a good opinion yeah. of Kirk Cousins and this man is single handedly responsible yeah I, I blame him I blame Jay Jetta Um. So yeah, the week 14 results. So we start off Baker territory. Uh, Rams victorious over the Raiders 17 Good on you, Baker. 16. Then in the early slate, we had the Bills overcome the Jets 20 points to 12. The Bengals win the Ohio Derby 23-10. The Cowboys sneak by in the Texas Derby uh, 27-23. And then you had the Lions overcome the Vikings 24-23. The Eagles overcame the Giants 48 points to 22. Baltimore squeezed by Pittsburgh 16 points to 14. The Jags victorious against the Texans 26 points to 22. The Chiefs uh, labored to a victory against the Broncos, fair to say, given perspective records 34 points to 28. One of the big shocks of the weekend, the Panthers overcame the Seahawks 30 points to 24. San Fran overcame the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 35 points to 7, and a score I thoroughly enjoyed. And then in the battle of the fourth and fifth draft pick from a few years ago, Chargers overcame the Dolphins, 23 points to 17. And then finally, just last night, the Patriots were victorious, 27 points to 13 over your Arizona Cardinals. And that, I suppose, brings to an end the week 14 recap. Thoughts, discussion points. Yeah, it was points of note. It was yeah, a, a, a surprise or two in there, but nothing too out of the ordinary. I don't think. I don't think the Panthers Seahawks is there's been that many massively surprising. That's a bit of a surprise. I just think there's been that many surprises this year. You've become immune to surprises. Yeah, well, I suppose there was because the playoff sort of race kind of looked a little bit boring, and then you had um. You did have a few upsets that kind of 
I suppose, through a bit of murkiness on the whole situation now. Um, what about the Mac? What about I the mean, Mac? like, obviously, the Texans stance that, that close to the Cowboys was a surprise, but I'm like, we did all expect the Texans to crumble. I know we were texting during the game. Yeah. Um, and I was I was cheering the Texans on, but I I was extremely confident that they wouldn't hold that lead. Yeah, I did think with most If there are any Texan fans out there at all, anywhere, I'm sorry. This conversation is not. Um yeah, I suppose look that that takes us through the week fourteen recap. I suppose now it's time for the main segment. Fifth and goal. Five and goal. Yeah, so eagle-eyed listeners will be delighted to learn that it's you to take the lead this week. Yep. I'm going to start us off. Uh, the Chargers. The Chargers are finally getting healthy. Being one of the most injured teams all year. Uh, and we've seen a Justin Herbert that was reminiscent of Justin Herbert last year. Is it too late this year for the Chargers to make a playoff push? Now, I'm looking here at the 538 site that will do NFL playoff predictions. It's a good site. If anybody wants to just explore, they can play with playoff um, scenarios. But as it currently stands, the Chargers have a 55% chance just to get into the playoffs. Um... So I think with Keenan Allen back and, and Mike Williams back, the defense looking a little bit better. I think they have an excellent chance of um, of absolutely. getting in there. Absolutely. Like you look at the AFC standings, obviously Bills, Chiefs, Baltimore, Titans are the division leaders. Then you've got Cincy, who I'd say are, are as good as home and hosed. I think with the Patriots... Dolphins 8-5. Sorry, I was just going to say, with the Patriots winning or beating the Cardinals last night, the Chargers are the 8th seed. So they're, they are knocking on the door. Yeah, it's, it's, it's for me, it's between one of them. They have all have identical records, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Jets. And yeah. I would favour the Chargers, just based on roster talent alone. But then I, I do go back to my stance from the start of the year you want to back on a side to let you down you want to bet on a side to flake on you those pesky charges they always find a way to let yeah. you yeah I'm just I wonder if, if they've sort of gotten all of that out of their system you know they had a very big lull there in the middle of the season Um, you know maybe the the bad luck has run its course I'm, I know who am I kidding not bad luck it's just well it's it's bad it's luck it's it's whatever choking it's mishaps choking yeah but um yeah I, I do think I think they'll they'll squeeze in on that 8th seed I think there's a chance for the Dolphins they've just not looked right Tua hasn't looked good just the last couple of weeks um, and the defence is looking pretty shocking pretty shocking yeah, no, I think balance of play, if the season were to end today, like those stands are probably reflective. Like the Dolphins deserve to be where they are. The Chargers probably deserve to be where they are and the Patriots probably deserve to be where they are. The Jets also have had a phenomenal season as well. So it's difficult to pick. I think the standings are currently reflective. So, yeah. I don't know if all that much changes. I think just the, the Jets, just with the... Obviously, Zach Wilson sort of played himself out of the starting quarterback role. Joe Flacco didn't wasn't very inspiring, and Mike White is obviously um, struggling, taking taking some big hits in the game just gone by. So we don't even know if he'll be able to start. So we'll have to see. But it looks I if I was to uh, make a prediction, which I refuse to do going forward because I've been made a fool. But um. It would be that the Chargers squeeze in. Fair. Um, moving on to, to a side that's looking pretty good right now. Um, and an individual in Brock Purdy looking pretty good. 
the Niners have kind of kept rolling despite key injuries. Obviously, they picked up a knock to Debo on, on the weekend as well. So, can it last? Is my question to you. Um, I think if you look back to last year when Mike White exploded onto the scene when he was filling in for uh, Zach Wilson, I think he had two really good games. It, it, certainly in his first game, he put up over 300 yards passing and and I, you see this every now and again um you know a, a backup quarterback will come in to a very schemed up environment and and any limitations are hidden essentially and san fran are very good at this because not only is their defense able to shut down you know their their opponent but the playmakers on the offense i know debo samuel suffered what seems now to be a high ankle sprain and may return for the playoffs um but even still you've got um, george kittle you've got christian mccaffrey brandon Ayuk. you know it's a big toy box or toolbox i suppose depending on what way you look at things um so look shanahan is is well renowned for his ability to you know cook up good offensive schemes so it's hard to know how much of it is brock purdy on his own and how much of it is scheme well i think a lot of it's scheme and i think brock purdy is kind of the the quarterback that dan Shanahan wants bear in mind this is a bloke who wants to trade up and get mac jones He's kind of. I'm not sure he knows what to do with Trey Lance if and when Trey Lance is healthy anymore. Well, that's just it as well. Like and that's why Jimmy's been like Brock Purdy is. I know um, Trey Lance has only played a couple of. I think did he start one or two games in relief last season, and obviously started the first two games before being injured in his third this season. And already Brock Purdy has looked more complete. Superior. Yeah. Now look, that's. I'm I'm not gonna make the claim that he'll have a better career than Trey Lance, but it, it goes to show you what um you know, mortgaging your future with draft picks to get something like when as you say, Kyle Shanahan is a very scheme heavy sort of an offense. And they've got like the literal last pick of last year's draft looking like a very respectable starter. Uh, my answer to the question whether it will last will be no, it won't. At some point, it'll be like um, Cooper Rush during the year when he went 4-1. and one. At some point, the limitations um, will show and the, the, the personnel around him won't be able to cover up all the mistakes. Now look, the talent is good enough around him that the team might still look good, but I don't think we're going to see a Brady like career from Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so going from one quarterback situation to another, once a certain playoff lock with a weak schedule, what are the current statuses of Ravens Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson? Because obviously, at one point, um, I think it was last week when the Ravens and Cincinnati were both eight and four. Um, the Ravens had the far easier schedule, so we both pegged them as the division winner. But um, obviously, Lamar Jackson suffered a knee injury, and Tyler Huntley was put into concussion protocol in the game against the Steelers. I think the word, the word is that Lamar should be back before the end of the season. But it's suspected that that knee injury will linger. So probably for the rest yeah, of the year. I think. I think the Ravens have kind of let him down. Um, fair enough, he didn't want to sign the extension this year, but they've not given him the depth of talent that he probably deserved. The record is a direct correlation to, and I know he's not been fantastic the last few weeks prior to injury, but. The record is generally a testament to how well he's played, I believe. And I just think, I think 
got to a stage where he's just thrown to guys. I know he's Mark Andrews, who's an elite tight end, but there's just no other it's, Yeah, it's one guy. Running game, running game has not worked. And, and Tyler Huntley, to be fair to him, he's serviceable, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Now he's out. I don't even know who the third-string quarterback is, but it's, I think um, the Ravens have a lot to answer for the fact that they've I think it's a quarterback uh, on a rookie yes, contract. Yes, yeah. But and, and the Anthony Brown, who they drafted this year, actually came in. He's a rookie who finished the game versus the Steelers. They also signed signed Brett Hundley. So it's so yeah. I I I do fully agree with you. Like if you look at the quarterbacks that are having renaissance years, um, the likes of Tua. And Jalen Hurts, or you look at well-established quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, they all have good casts around them. Now, some of those quarterbacks do elevate the the intermediate, you know, meh players, but they do have good talent around them on offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's he's got uh, Travis Kelsey, but he's also got some, you know, a, a cast of receivers there in MVS and Juju. Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Two is Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Hurts has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Um, Lamar Jackson has Mark Andrews. And that's it. Like, even the running backs, Gus the Bus and um, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, at one point, was a sort of scary threat. But he's kind of, I don't know, I don't think he has the, the spring in his step, the explosion he had prior to some injuries so it's just it's heavily heavily reliant on Lamar yeah I think like you you could compare what Ravens ownership have done with Lamar to what Chicago has done this season say with with Justin Fields and that they've just put no talent around him yeah Um, that's it's a huge no no for me um, but anyway, moving on to maybe a side that has put talent around him, but I'm just kind of the result kind of made me ask a few questions. The Chiefs barely survived far inferior opponent weekend. Obviously, the Broncos. We're not going to chat much about them, but we we know they are vastly inferior. Um, any concerns about them as contenders? And the reason I ask is the Broncos have averaged I think 13.9 points a game they had over 14 midway through the second quarter on the weekend so I'm just wondering do we see potential chinks in this Chiefs armour yeah look I think um, I think you have to uh, I think the Broncos were averaging 14 between 14 and 15 points a game and then they just put up 28 points on the Chiefs um, I think the Chiefs were up 27 nothing, and Patrick Mahomes then went on to throw three interceptions. Um, look, they got the win in the end, as everybody expected them to. But just... Like, the, the Broncos' defense is good, but Patrick Mahomes will mm. face good defenses in the playoffs. They'll also face good offenses, and we've just seen their defense let up a scare. Uh, I still think they are probably the best team in the AFC, but this has really, you know, gone to show that they are a fallible team. You know, mm. is it was it Ernie, Ernie who said if it bleeds we can kill it? Well, we've just seen the the Chiefs bleed. Um, it's a fantastic line. That's uh, that's just a shout out to all our fans who exist in the 80s given yeah, well, given given the non-stop uh, barrage of commies uh, statements yeah. I'm not too <laughs> uncertain that you don't live in the 80s <laughs> yeah that's true the red scare um, yeah mm-hmm. look I'm I'm. if I was a Chiefs fan I would be it would concern me I wouldn't be concerned really overall about the team but I would be thinking to myself Jesus, that can't happen again because if it does and it's in the playoffs, it won't be the Broncos we're playing. It could be the um, the Bengals, 
It could be the Ravens. The Bills. Um, it could be the Chargers. I know you you might argue that they'll they charge her and choke it, but if if they're actually coming into a stretch where they're getting it together, that's not when you want to have a lapse like um, Patty mm. Mahomes just had. Yeah. Just a quick um, just a quick Homer comment here. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has just fallen behind Jalen Hurts in the um, MVP race. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw as many interceptions in this game as Jalen Hurts has all season. Three interceptions. I just thought I'd uh, just keeping the uh, the fan base informed of what's going on in the NFL. But there you go. And they never received any more listens in Dallas. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are we? Okay, so the Lions. They confirmed some doubts for us over the weekend about the Vikings. The Vikings have allowed 400 plus yards of offense over the e over each of the past four games they've played. Now we're going to have a look at where these NFC teams fit into the playoffs and whether they'll secure a win. So we'll start with the Vikings very quickly. They're almost almost certain to make the playoffs. I think they'd need to to lose out and everybody else in the playoff picture would need to win out for them to fall out. So they're they're a lock for the playoffs. Um now they are also probably a lock for the the number 2 seed. Unless uh, of course the Niners take it. So they'll either be in the playoffs at the 2 or the 3 seed, which means they'll either play the 7 or the six seed. So if the playoff or if the, the year ended today, they'd play the Giants. And who would you take in the Vikings Giants matchup? You take I think you would take the Vikings. I think we've seen the Giants collapse there, so but now things get a bit more interesting. Saquon Saquon played. But things get a bit interesting then if um let's say the the Niners and Brock Purdy secure a few more wins and and Minnesota drops one. Then they're at the three seed, and they'll be playing Washington right now. And who do you take if it's Minnesota versus Washington? Because I think that's a bit more interesting. I think Minnesota win. I don't know. I think if Minnesota were playing Washington, I'd take Washington here. I think... Uh, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. I think... Minnesota are hitting a rocky patch here. They've played not so good football as of late. We just saw them lose to the to um Detroit and Washington are entering a strong stretch. Like their D line and the defense is it's kind of gelling at the moment. Look, obviously, yeah, but it's a coin toss. Worst case scenario. Worst case. It's oh, sir. Look, they definitely be favorites. I just my confidence in. Mini has been shaken. Not that it was ever that strong. And then, of course, let's say the Lions. They're currently the ninth seed with a 20% chance to make the playoffs. So let's see they sneak in to the seventh seed. They could come back to actually end up playing the, the Vikings in the wildcard round. And I think, I think Detroit fans would fancy their chances. I don't think they would. And I'll tell you Okay. Why. Because it's it's be the fanfare of the Lions back in the playoffs for the first time since when? Um, I'm not sure. Is it a long a long time? Yeah, decade. I'm not sure. I want to say decade. I don't know. There's your homework for next week. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm just not all in on the Vikings. I think they're going to lose. They play the Packers second last week. And I think Aaron Rodgers will go out on a bang. Could be his last season in Green Bay. Yeah, but you've been on the Jordan Love train as well. Yeah, Jordan Love could be, could do it either. I think the Vikings will have one eye on the playoffs and they'll let that one slip. Yeah. Um, Speaking on sides, let, letting it slip it was 
a tremendously tough week in Nashville. Not just the back-to-back losses, but the manner of those losses. How concerned should Titans fans be? Um, probably concerned. How concerned? Pretty concerned. Um, I thought Vrabel would right the ship here. I thought he would get his players back in the, the win column. But uh, no, Dougie P and his big brass um, baubles pulled out a pretty pretty statement of a win there. Um, yeah, I think that the Titans it's, are... It's, it's, it's three on the bounce. It's three, three losses on the bounce, right? And Look, you've not lost to bad sides, basically. You've lost to the Bengals, you've lost to the Eagles. You've obviously lost to the Jags, who look are an improvement side in a divisional matchup. But your next <laughs> matches, and bear in mind, you've got the Jags fresh in your... I think the Jags are two games back. Yeah. You face the Chargers, and the Chargers are in a bit of a hot streak. You lose that one. You play the Texans, and by God, you should really beat them. Then you play the Cowboys. And then to round things out in the final weekend of the season, you play the Jags in what could be... Yeah. Could be. Do or die. Yeah. Could be whoever wins goes through. The Jags obviously place the Cow- face the Cowboys this week. But then they play the Jets, who we don't know who their quarterback's going to be, and the Texans before facing off against Titans. So I think it's 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 conceivable that both those sides have regular have matching records. When it comes down to your um, heading into the final day of the season. Yeah, look, Derrick Henry has not looked Look, when you base like the the image of your team on one thing and that's running with Derrick Henry. Like you are dependent incredibly dependent on Derrick Henry and he's just not not getting it done and now that's I'm not pinning it on him like the run blocking from their own line has been muck he's been getting most of the air most of his yards are yards after contact um it it is a shame as well in that Derrick Henry looks like and this isn't this isn't breaking news but he's a special player um, and it feels like certainly this year it's 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 gone to waste. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, eighty percent of his yards were yards he created after contact. And can you imagine mm. what it would be like if he was on a team like the Lions or the Eagles that had really good run blocking? He he, or just had different options. People couldn't load the box. What? Well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but the the thing is. And you're right, like they're one-dimensional. But even if they they were one-dimensional, like the personnel built around this one dimension, like the O-line, like that that should be fundamental and intrinsic to actually operating a good run game. And obviously, we saw the general manager of um, of Tennessee, John Robinson. He he just got fired, and that might have, you know something to do with it i think amy adams the owner is probably just not happy with the way the roster has been constructed and that's reared its head this year yeah i would be concerned very concerned as a titans fan hmm okay so a week after us praising the raiders and musing whether josh mcdaniels had turned a corner they lose to one of the worst team, uh, worst teams in 2022's NFLs in the LA Rams. Is it coaching? I think we're going to say yes. Or personnel issues that plagues this team, the Raiders? I think two things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. I think three things can be true at the same time. I think first and foremost, we're just the ultimate jinx yeah. <laughs> show. <laughs> And anytime we have a hot take, it becomes a freezing cold take, fairly sharpish. So we might hang up the uh, the mic um, at, the, at season's end. No, I, I think look, it's a combination of a few things. I think it was a perfect storm in that Baker Mayfield, say what you want about the bloke, but he showed you 
absolutely everything you need to know about him. That's what mm-hmm. He has all the talent in the world. Just don't ask him to think. He had a day to look at a playbook, so it was very much unscripted. He came on. It was the it was the very end of the of the of the first quarter, if I can remember correctly. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, so it was a kind of a perfect storm. They hadn't much tape on Baker. Um, Josh McDonald just isn't 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 head coach material. Um, I even wonder whether he's just a bloke who's been fortunate enough to have Brady for most of his career and his his offensive ab- coaching abilities are far kind of superior viewed than they actually are because of look he's 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 managed to be the offensive coordinator for one, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time legitimately the greatest quarterback of all time if we're, if we're really honest but I just don't think he is head coach caliber and I think ultimately that's what it boils down to I think Derek Carr probably look he is what he is we know what he is it's a bit like Kirk he's good enough to keep a job but if you want to really push the boat, if you want to really challenge for for hardware, I think you know he's not good enough. Which is a shame, though, because at the end of last year, he looked as if he, he had taken a step forward as well. Um, like, last year, he was a top 10 quarterback. Um, yeah, now look, they've had some brutal injuries. Um, obviously, Darren Waller hasn't played too much this season. Mm. Devontae Adams is that guy. So they've probably been pulled back a bit in terms of coaching. But I just don't think he's good enough. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, like he got them to the playoffs. And there's a big difference in making the playoffs and making a championship game. Either NFC or Super Bowl. They've also... And I just don't think he's good yeah, enough. Yeah, no, they've, they've also drafted quite poorly. And it's... I think it's very difficult to... M- they've been unfortunate. They've been unfortunate. They've, they've been unfortunate, they've but they've also just not... Like I'm not, I'm not talking about um, uh, Henry Ruggs. I'm talking as well about um, Alex Leatherwood, who was released prior to the season. That was their first round pick, you know, left tackle, released prior to the season, one year after being selected. A couple of years ago, Cleland Farrell was a bit of a surprise pick, and been so so. Uh, obviously, Josh Jacobs, who's having a really nice year, but can you really say he's, you know, carried the team at any point or or meaningfully contributed? Uh, you, you hear about all the analytics people talking about don't draft running backs in the first round, and I do agree, particularly when you look at what Kyle Shanahan constantly does with low-round draft picks. Um, it's just... It is. It's been in a, a a bit of a a maelstrom of of misfortune. I think poor management, and it's 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 kind of culminating this season. Even though we have seen Devontae Adams um, have an incredible season, like despite being in a far from ideal situation, he's still putting himself out there, looking like one of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, but you look at some of their free agents as well. Chandler Jones, I thought was going to be a big pickup, and aside from last week, he's done very little all all oh, season. Well. So, just things haven't went well for them. Yeah, look, I think there's there's been a, a multitude of, of of issues, but I think coaching is the great multiplier. Absolutely, so a lot of those issues you can you can overcome, but the lack of coaching is is the issue there. From a lack of coaching to, do you know what? He could be he could be about to overtake Dayball as my pick for for coach of the year, given oh. the form in recent weeks. And we know we've brought him up. We've brought him up, kind of touchingly on the Wait, Vikings. It kind of overlapped. Yeah, but it's that's okay. okay. It's okay. It, it, it's a talking point. Um, can the Lions sneak into the postseason? And if so, just how dangerous could they be? Well, I'm telling you now, man. I said they've a uh, 538 has them at 20% chance to sneak in, so they'll need to keep winning. Um, I don't know. It's it's it'll be tough for them to get in, but I think I'd rather discuss, as you say, how dangerous will they be if they do get in? Because you see, the the, the things I think that count in their favor yes. are the slides of the Giants in the Seahawks. 
obviously seven seeds and the Giants and Seahawks are both a win ahead mm-hmm. of them. You look at uh, Detroit's remaining schedule. So they've the Jets. Again, we don't know who that quarterback is. They should be able to outpower The them. Panthers. The Panthers is a winnable game. Um, I know the Panthers have their own playoff aspirations and by God, we'd love to see them there. Um, but that's a winnable game. They then play the Bears, who at that point will have probably put Fields in lockup. Um, and then they face the Packers. So there is scope for them to win all four of those games. There is scope for them to lose all four of those games. I, I would imagine... From the outside looking in... I would imagine they're favoured in three of those games. I'd say the Jets, yeah. with their defence might be favoured in that matchup but I think the Lions could be favourites against Chicago Green Bay and um, bearing in mind they were favourites against the Vikings a lot of people saw yeah, that was so it that was so weird that yeah yeah look I how weird is it now baby look if they got into the, the playoffs if they were um, if they snuck into the 7th seed like I said right today they'd be playing the Vikings I, I fancy their chances again against the, the Vikings um, I think the Vikings have been fortunate. I don't think they deserve the record they have. Now, they're definitely still a good team. Um, we, we talked about it. It's kind of the balance of how many calls went against them last year. Yes. Versus how many calls that went their way. It's not even calls. It's just breaks in play. Now, like just like kind of to reference the Bills game, like that play with Josh Allen. Yes. Like that happens one time out of a thousand. And it happens. Um, now let's just muse on the situation whether let's say they get in as the seventh seed but um, San Fran managed to take the second seed or they got in as seventh sorry Minnesota or uh, Detroit versus San Francisco that could potentially be an interesting matchup I know we've seen a couple of good defenses stymie the offense of Detroit particularly around their bye but uh, Detroit in playoff mode versus San Fran without a they have plenty of tape on Purdy Purdy at that stage yes and their defense has improved it's you know it's it's still pretty low tier but it's it's improving it's getting back towards league average Um, I think they could be an interesting team to see in the playoffs mm. again it's it's yeah. it'll be Dan Campbell's first stint in the playoffs Um. You know, at least you'd have Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. There's a lot of youth on the roster and playoff inexperience in, on the roster. So there is a good chance that they don't go far. But even still, I'd like to see Dan Campbell in the playoffs. Just for uh, press conferences alone. Yeah, he's some man. Yeah. Um. So we're just going to have a look at, very briefly, stats around the NFL. This week we're going to look at offense and um, skill positions. What players have already or are projected to reach the 1,000 yards rushing or receiving. Which may have an implication on some contracts upcoming. Now, 1,000 yards is a bit of an abstract figure. What's the significance of 1,000 yards? Particularly with... Um, with the extra game this year, you know, why hasn't that the thousand yard threshold inflated? Because I think if you were to, you know, extrapolate it, really the number everybody should be chasing is, I think it's a uh, thousand and sixty three yards. Is it just that it's a nice round number? Yeah. Just because it's a nice round ro- number and it's it's quite. Alright, so obviously at the top of the current leaderboard, these are a, a list of players who've already res- or accrued 1,000 yards receiving. Justin Jefferson at the top with 1,500. Tyreek, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle. That's seven players who've all seven or all um, over 1,000 yards receiving. No big surprises in there. They're all having good years. Um. Now, I'll read out a list of players who are projected to go above that. And it, this is really just 
kind of check in across receivers that you mightn't you mightn't you know have the scope that they're having a good year but but they are cd lamb in dallas is he's projected to meet that threshold and he will probably do it this week terry mclaurin kind of flourishing since taylor heineke came in amon ross st brown tyler lockett chris olave which would be very impressive for a rookie um amari cooper christian kirk dk metcalf garrett wilson and t higgins all of those young bucks projected to hit over that 1000 yards so there's going to be a lot of receivers that do it that's not even everybody i i didn't, didn't go down as far as i think there's a the issue is a couple of people have missed games um Jamar chase obviously missed a handful of games cooper cup has obviously missed a whole smorgasbord of, of games mm. uh, mike evans and devonta smith both of them should that's just going on their per game average so you know any any upsets or eggs will kind of drop them out uh, then at the top of the rushing list you've got josh jacobs derrick henry nick chubb saquon and miles sanders those young bucks all have a thousand yards or rushing then you've also got um just knocking on that threshold dalvin cook damian pierce another impressive performance by that rookie mm. on, on the texans that's a, a running back on the texans you know generally you see the the winning teams run but um damian pierce has looked very good this year another great stat justin fields the eighth most rushing yards i know you love that justin fields with more rushing yards than tony pollard jonathan taylor aaron jones christian mccaffrey travis Etienne. if you told me that at the start of the season um yeah i might not have been surprised by travis Etienne, but he's had a brilliant season too um to be fair very good um, terms of expectations and stuff like that yeah he did a brilliant year um, and i'll just I'll, I'll tie it all up just by giving a little shout out to jamal williams the fantasy steal of the draft um new fantasy if you've got him yeah 14 touchdowns on the year fair play jamal big up your boy <laughs> cheers jamal uh moving on um the, the team here that centers around rushing. So the Seahawks knew what the Panthers were going to do to them on Sunday. It's the same thing every team that has beaten the Seahawks has done this season. And that's run the ball until defense stops it. On Sunday, Seattle failed to stop either the run or Carolina. Have the Se Seahawks become very predictable or fragile? And is there a... Is there a roadmap here and how to beat them that we don't see them counteracting uh, between now and the season's end and as you say to the beginning of the playoffs that probably is the purpose of the question um yeah it's it's certainly concerning for a, a seahawks team that was a big surprise um we saw the the eagles had a big run defense weakness and they were fortunate to, enough to go out and get Linval Joseph and Ndomagon Sue two like probably two of the best free agents that were available at the time of course it's it's going to be very hard for the Seahawks to replicate that um I don't know how you make adjustments without you know you know bringing you know seven eight defensive backs for for linebackers or more D linemen um, yeah, look, I think the Seahawks have certainly been found out. Their defense solidified for a couple of weeks. And Gino was able to to play in spite of their poor performances. But that's kind of come crashing down. And he can no longer just outgun the opposite team. So, I think to kind of wrap this one up quickly... Um could we be in agreement that one of this season's feel-good stories is, is coming crashing to an end? Um, I think so. I think if, if Seattle yeah. lose the rest of their games for the year, and I'm not wishing this upon Seattle fans, 
but it'll make our preseason take look not as bad. So just for our own <laughs> save face, may for, it crash uh, and burn. Selfish reasons. Fair. I know it, it. It's been a fantastic um, story, and I do think Gino will get uh, a look at a starting job next season. Comeback player of the year, maybe. Um, yeah, I suppose that is the end of five and goal, and I think we all know what happens next, and that is the week fifteen preview. Week fifteen preview. Nick, so yourself kicking off with yep. Thursday night football, San Fran at the Seahawks. Now, we just talked about the Seahawks run defense and San Fran as Christian McCaffrey. Say no more. They're three and a half point favorites, road favorites. I'm taking the, um, I know it's it's Brock Purdy quarterbacking the 49ers. But don't matter who the quarterback is when you're running the ball. Give me San Fran. Yeah, I'd be I'd be in agreement. Um, I'm not hopeful. It this would legitimately be one of the upsets of the season if the Seahawks were to do it. Big stuff for me. Um, I suppose Debo Samuel is is a, a concern, but George Kittle and um, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk, you know the poor man's Debo. I think I think they should still be able to. Do I think that's true. Um, moving on, and in news that should warm the hearts of Gridiron fans is this Saturday we obviously have a slate of NFL games. The early kickoff, Colts at Vikings. The Vikings open up at four point favorites. Um, yeah, I suppose. What are the Vikings if they can't bounce back with an impressive victory on this? Um. I mean, the Colts have been a bit of a dumpster fire. They've looked slightly better under Jeff Saturday. Jonathan Taylor off a bye, so he should be well-rested. But if, if... If the Vikings struggle here, I'd be putting a pin in them. Um, I generally think they're going to cover the spread, and I'd probably back them... Not back them fiscally, but I'd, I'd probably be confident to back them a few 10 points. 10 point favourites. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just the the Colts, and it's it's nothing to do with the Vikings. I think they are by far the better team. Um, it's just when the Colts played the Eagles, they obviously played them close. I think just they might play up to, to cut opponents. The Colts. Um, I think the Vikings should cover the spread but I just don't think they will so give me the Colts plus four for the Vikings to win um, okay so the Brilliant. next half nine obviously that's uh, Greenwich Mean Time the late game on Saturday Baltimore Ravens travel to Cleveland where Cleveland are three point favourites that's obviously on the back of Possibly neither Lamar Jackson nor Tyler Huntley playing. It could be Anthony Brown or Brett Huntley. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I wouldn't pick a point spread on this. Um, with all the the question marks at the quarterback position, maybe I would take the the Ravens plus three just on the chance that either Lamar or Huntley plays. Because I think if they're if they're announced to be playing, that point spread will change dramatically. Uh, but otherwise, it's a bit of an ugly game. To be fair, they've uh, I've also noticed there's a there's a bit of an error in the uh, oh the literature I sent through the the, the season r- recap. You you'll you'll notice if you look for the next fixture. But, uh, I see. The next fixture, obviously, is the Dolphins at Bills. Um, Bills open up as seven point five favorites. Now, I, you'd be remiss for saying, have the Bills earned that in recent weeks, given kind of their struggles, their struggles with Josh Allen. 
And have the Dolphins been that bad over the last two weeks to, to warrant such a a heady a heady um, points differential, points spread? I, if I'm being brutally honest, um, I would favor the Bills. There's a few things at, at play here. The weather is significant, but that point spread I'm not touching. Yeah, it's a it's pretty wide for again a divisional game. I do think as you say the cold weather will have a big big effect on uh Miami. I I agree with you. I would lean towards Buffalo. That's my answer. I'll lean towards Buffalo, but I yeah. I say that with very very little confidence. Just a yeah, it's not it's not a just a slight lean. It's like a, a Pisa lean. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Moving on. The Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons, are playing the Saints. Saints, fresh off a bye. Uh, the Saints are four-point favorites at home. They beat the Falcons in week one in a dramatic fourth-quarter comeback. Um, obviously... They've both gone on to have pretty underwhelming seasons. Uh, Four-point favourites again. That's a lot. Given, you know, the trajectory both of these teams have been on. I'll take the Falcons plus four. Or will I? No, give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. I think the Saints, despite what their record says, I think they've been a better team. Um, than what the record says. So give me, give me Saints minus four. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to lose that draft pick. Um. Yeah. No. I, I've backed the. It's it's similar to your your Bills lean. It's a, it's a lean in favor of Atlanta, but I need to. Um. Next up, it's look. I know I'm biased, but it is probably the lock of the week. Um, Eagles at Bears. Eagles are nine point favorites. The offense has been rolling in recent recent weeks. Whether we go pass heavy, whether we go run heavy, and geez, I, I do not like that Bears defense. I think it stinks against the run, and I don't think they can cover AJ or Devontae. So, I'd be back in the Eagles and I'd be or the Eagles and I'd be taking that nine point spread because I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I. Sorry, Keith. Sorry, Keith. I'm going to have to agree with Sasquatch here. Uh, yeah, look, I, I've kind of been shying away from those big spreads when the Eagles have been playing. Well, we, we saw it come back to bite them against the Texans and the Colts and the Commanders, obviously. But I do think they are, Philly are humming on offense and defense. Uh, it's not just those two units. I think the coaching is... is doing really well i think they went through a weird stretch around the the colts and commanders game uh we saw them come out and uh throw against green bay who had a bad pass the oh no sorry they 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 ran against green bay who had a poor run defense and we saw them pass against whoever they played the week after um They've come out with a good, strong game plan and they're taking advantage of their opponent's weaknesses. I think we'll see. I'm like, it's all on Justin Fields for the for the Bears. Which is fair. Yeah, give me the birds. Yeah. Give me the birds. Uh, yeah. Steelers at Carolina. Uh, Carolina are two and a half point favorites thing with this is Trubisky will probably be quarterbacking unless Pickett comes out of concussion protocol um, which he may do but we have seen that take you know a week and if players sustain an injury or a concussion during a game they'll miss the, the subsequent game give me the two and a half points I think the Panthers' defense is is clicking here. I think Steve Wilkes has made a good case to to retain the head coach job next year. Um, it was it's a bit of a weird one where we saw Baker Mayfield look 
putrid in Carolina. And he looks, he goes to, you know, LA with Sean McVay with a couple of days and he looks serviceable. I do think the Carolina Panthers will win here. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, just a, a quick shout um, out to George Pickens. I think that young man, young man has a lot of promise. Left in, yeah. done, move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this one's going to be short, sharp, sweet, and it is Chiefs at the Texans. Chiefs open as fourteen-point favorites. Back the Chiefs, back in cover spread. Uh, enough said. Yeah, enough said. I okay. think. Um, I think that's enough. Yeah. The uh, the next game, the Cowboys go to Jacksonville. They are four and a half point road favorites. Again, I think this is hugely reflective of the scare, of the the the, the scare they had against the Texans last week. They were a better team than just four and a half points over the te- the Jags. They certainly look less untouchable. Um, but we just saw them play a close game against a bottom tier team. I'm taking the Cowboys here. And if we're talking about spreads, this is my luck of the week. I think I think they have no chance of not covering the spread. Sorry, Doug Peterson. I know we're friends, but... Uh, Sorry, Dougie. Going to have to side with the DL rivals. Yes, I'll, I'll watch that game okay. next week. Um, I, think you're, I think you're due to take the next game, but if you want, I can jump in. And yeah, can, yeah, you take, you take the next one. Results in it from there. Okay. Um, the Lions face off against the Jets. I actually don't have a spread. I'd imagine that is predicated on Mike White's status. I've got the um, Lions as a one-point favorite on the road. Yeah, poor. Yeah, which makes um, sense with the quarterback sitch issue. Let let let's. Th- this for me sits on Mike White. If Mike White stands, I actually give the Jets a chance because. The Lions offense is great in Ford Field. And that's where Jared Goff plays his best kind of football. But he struggles outdoors. And it's a very high-powered defense. The running game was also kind of a bit suspect against the Vikings. So if Mike White is fully fit, I think he could facilitate a Jets win. If he's not around, I'd back the Lions. I know they're on a hot run of form. That seems a bit strange given the praise we've heaped on them. But I just think... The offense, like the Lions in Ford Field, are a different prospect to the Lords in open pasture. Fair enough. And I think it it boils down to Jared Goff's arm. I think if uh, if Mike White comes out here and beats the Lions, I think he will plant himself firmly in MVP consideration. Um, I'm going to take the Lions. I think that's. I think I'm going to take the Lions here. Um, the Cardinals travel to Denver. Um, Denver are two and a half point favorites. We just saw Kyler Murray go down with a likely ACL. I don't think it's um, it's been uh, s- r- reported exactly what the injury is, but he's likely done for the season, which is unfortunate and casts a lot of murkiness on the Cardinals offseason. In this game here, Colt McCoy versus the Broncos defense I don't think that Russell Wilson has taken a big leap I think just by the law of averages they'd have one game where their 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 offense overperforms I think that was last week against Kansas but I'm still going to take Denver minus two and a half points here I think that defense should be able to confound and confuse Colt McCoy Broncos country, let's ride. I'm all in. Let's go. I'm all, I'm all in. Um. Next up, Patriots at the Raiders again. I'm sand at point spread, but yeah, I got point. minus. Storylines are one point favorite. That's what I have. Yeah, I think m- minus like it, it's all about storylines in this one. It's it's Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. Mm. I think I think Bill will have enough 
to get get one over on Josh McDaniels. I think that defense. Look, I think that the Raiders' defense will struggle against Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson. He's having a he's having a, a great kind of few games back to back. Um, so I think that Raiders' defense, like I mean, outside of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, I don't think there's a, there's a whole lot to that Raiders' defense. Uh, and I'm comfortable in saying that. So I do think the Patriots win here. I give them a three point win. Not fiscally, but yeah, yeah. I don't really know what either of these teams are, to be honest. It screams, it screams twenty three twenty. Yeah, it screams twenty three twenty. Or I think, uh, yeah, twenty three twenty seventeen fourteen. Yeah, um, that ballpark. I don't know. I don't know what either of these teams are. So I'm, I'll, I'll just, I'll side with you. I'll trust you. Uh, yeah. Titans go to the Chargers they are the Chargers are three point favourites probably just so based on how the the Titans have looked the last couple of weeks Uh, again Chargers not great in run defence going up against Derrick Henry but we haven't seen Derrick Henry look himself Um. Or at least he was looking pretty good until he fumbled the ball versus the Jags and things kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> I um, I do think the Chargers are are putting it together. So I'll take the minus three points. Valid. Um, I'm backing the Titans oh. for this one. I expect a bit of a bounce back. Chargers going to charge. Okay. Um, moving on. Bengals at Bucks. Bengals open as three point five point favorites. Um, like it's Brady against the against the wall. Um, to be fair, he's under severe pressure here. He won't win the NFC South. That being said, he's probably done ba- backs against the wall for a fair bit this season. They've not been having a great season. The Bengals are going to be without T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and they're also be going to be missing. Trey Hendrickson, mm. um, who's one of their kind of more disruptive defensive players. Um, look, Burrow's going to play well, and he's going to lean on the run too. Um, I would back them to to beat the Bucks. I just don't think they'll cover the spread. I think um, yeah, I agree. Backs the wall for Brady. You can't. I like, we saw Todd Bowles just not be able to scheme, you know, to give Brock Purdy any sort of conniptions or or hassle um mm. so how is he going to contain joe burrow i don't know i think the books are a mess this year um and the bengals are not yeah i'll take the bengals Fair. um the giants are Against the against who? Uh, the Washington Commanders. Pesky comrades. The Washington Comrades. Um, I think a lot of Giants fans had this game circled because obviously losing to Philly, but this game, winning this game, has more bearing on their playoff picture. So I, I'm not going to to let the their decisive loss last week influenced my opinion. I, I think their their heart was a look into this game. And I don't blame them. Um, at this stage of the season, you're fighting to get into the playoffs. Four and a half point favourites, the commanders are. I do think they're the better team. I think they're healthier. I think the biggest factor here is Carson Wentz's back. Um, as backup to Taylor Heineke. I think that's that's significant. Give me the the Giants plus four and a half points here. I think, I think they'll play tough. I th- think Dable will. I think he's had this game circled as well. He needs this game. What's the chance of back to back draws? Probably. Not good. Um. Um. Yeah. Look, I also lean Giants. Um. I just think a balancing play 
if they can get Saquon back to what he's been for most of the season, they, uh, they're they probably the better side. Um, so, yeah, I'll back the Giants in that. Um, yeah, moving on. Monday Night Football. Uh, Rams at Packers. Packers open the door, open the gates. It's 7.5. Minus 7, oh, sorry, 7.5 point uh, favourites. But obviously, we know the Rams got kind of that huge back from Baker on a short week. But they're also going to play Green Bay, who had a long week, or with a bye week. They've had a chance to get a little bit healthy on a few key spots. They are still within... Like it's it's not inconceivable that they could make a late push for the NFC wildcard berth. I think it's it's improbable. It's just not one. It's not impossible. I think it's um, incredibly improbable. But as you say, they are mathematically in it. Mm. I think the Broncos think are the only team that face elimination this weekend. So. Mm. I think the Packers win. I just don't know if they cover the spread. Seven points, or you had seven and a half. Yeah, it's pretty steep. Yeah, um, yeah I'd probably take the Rams plus seven. I don't think Baker's going to be, you know, a revelation in LA. I just don't think that. No right. No right. I just don't think that um, the Packers' offense or defense inspires enough confidence to. You know that they could blow anybody out, and I know seven, you know, just a touchdown lead or difference in a game is in a blowout, but it's a significant enough margin. I'll take the the Rams plus seven. Yeah, I suppose look that that brings to the end. That's the us. Week fifteen previews. That's us. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening. Sinead. And make sure to to subscribe leave a rating or even a comment wherever you find this podcast believe it or not it, it does wonders for kind of our rankings and our ratings and it, it helps us get out to, to more people so if you wouldn't mind doing that if you have been listening and you do enjoy the show make sure if you're Apple Podcast, Spotify just give us a, a rating whatever good or bad uh, it doesn't seem to make a difference you can slate me if you want I'm comfy and even if you don't leave a review just thanks for listening it, it, it does mean a lot where well I know Sasquatch is in the, the podcast biz but uh I find it very, very affirming just to see the, the listens and downloads sort of rack up. So Biz. Yeah. No, but thanks to everybody Biz who does. Implies it's it's profitable. <laughs> but thanks to everybody who listens. <laughs> no, it's, I'm, uh, I'm just jesting. It's uh, very heartwarming. You're making my Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully the commies don't ruin this Christmas. But uh, yeah. that's all from me. And for me thank you and good night bye exactly right i mean get there's nobody there. inside the 10 get back guys. here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right mccown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone caught touchdown no no the cardinals have knocked the vikings out of the playoffs